The Pittsburgh Steelers are out of the playoffs, but they have a lot of questions to cover about the direction that they want to head in in the coming season. On Tuesday, Mike Tomlin is scheduled to talk at noon at the Steelers practice facility. That's going to reveal maybe just some some debriefing statements from him that'll be, you know, to cover what the end of the season was and looking for what their plan is heading into into spring. But one of the main topics that will be talked about on the, on this show and by Steelers fans everywhere is what's going to happen with Matt Canada. The Steelers offense was one of the worst in the NFL. They found no consistencies all year long. And there's a loud, there's a loud segment of Steeler nation that says that Matt Canada should go. I want to talk about that possibility. What actually, you know, him going, what, what, what it could actually lead to what, you know, what the decisions might, you know, open up for whatever new offense wants to be there. And also, you know, what are the expectations of a new offensive coordinator versus what would Matt Canada be expected to do if he stuck around? There's a lot of things to look at here. We'll talk about that with Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio. He's on the show. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this as a video on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Also, if you leave us a five-star review with, an app with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for doing that, everyone who has. Joining me, as always, my friend. Wes Euler coming in. He's on Steel Nation Radio. He's in the Ears and Beers podcast uh, covering West West Virginia sports. Wes, you and I were watching that game. We were doing our jobs and everything, um, and we 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 we, we, we talked about the game enough. But one one thing that's definitely being pulled out of that game and out of the entire season is the distaste from Steelers fans over Matt Canada's <laughs> offense. It would not be a Steelers season if the offensive coordinator wasn't pointed at and accused of treason uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, before we get into whether and <laughs> whether or not he will be fired, should be fired, those type of questions, I want to bring up this thing, and you have been ta have talked about off air a bit here. Jerry Dulac brought up a point that struck a, you know, that strikes a tone that we've heard a lot from Steelers fans over the past three four years yeah i'm it, glad it, we're starting here let's do this let, let, let's do this and and the point is you know we've always heard why don't why not just let ben call the plays why not just run no huddle let him do his thing and everything will be great because look what he does when when he does that at the end of the game and they're down by you know they're down by 21 points and then all of a sudden he puts points up maybe if they just did that the whole game he'd be an amazing quarterback all the time well, Jerry Dulac's tweet was, after Ben Roethlisberger's 75-yard touchdown drive, uh, Chris Collinsworth wondered on TV, where's that been all night? And he says, I'll tell you where. Uh, he finally said, heck on those plays. He's getting in his helmet and decided to do things his way. Trust me. Now, Jerry Dulac has been covering the Steelers for a very long time. I was reading the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with his picks in it when I was a kid. So, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that Jerry's wrong there, but... Hunter, I've heard this narrative now for three offensive coordinators. If you just let him call the plays, <laughs> Todd Haley won't you know won't won't mess things I've up. I've seen this fish before. If, if you just let him call the plays, Randy Feekner will stop ruining the offense. If you just let him call the plays, Matt Canada. And at some point, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Is it really that, or is it just that there's 
a lot of offensive football is yeah. a lot more complicated than people think. Yeah, Chris, it's the latter. Um, you know, I'm, I'm spoiled. I mentioned this before. I, I do the show with Arthur Motes and this mm -hmm. is, I'm sure as you can imagine, this is something, this is a question we get all the time. Why not just let Ben play backyard football from the opening kickoff? Let him be the pseudo offensive coordinator, hurry up, no huddle, muddle, huddle, whatever you want to call it, folks. It's just not realistic for a multitude of different reasons. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll try and be brief on this, but the first is that you kill your run game and your defense almost right off, uh, right off the bat. Yep. Yep. Because, because no huddle, la muddle, huddle, hurry up. All that is, is primarily to throw the football. So mm -hmm. you're killing your run game because you're establishing nothing there. You're not running the football. And if you are, it's in less than opportune situations to do so. And you're killing your defense as well, too. You're putting your defense one foot in the grave already because one of two things is going to happen. Either one, you're going to go three and out or you're you're going to run five or six plays and then punt or you're going to run five or six plays and then score. So your defense, they're never going to have any time to rest. They're going to be running back and forth out on the field and back and forth and you're going to get dominated in time of possession. So so th that, that's a, a very chief reason in that conversation as to why you can't come out and, and unless you're Chip Kelly's organ and you're built that way, why you, why you can't come out and do that. And, and the second thing is too, a big part of what's made Ben be successful in those moments when they have done that is because he needs the half of football to feel out what the defense is doing and to know where to adjust and attack them. Like if Ben has no idea how the defense is going to play right away, you can't just come out in the no huddle. You, right. you'll, be, you'll be going three and out. And, and again, you'll kill your or run throwing game. Picks. Or throwing picks. You'll kill your run game. You'll kill your defense. You'll kill any semblance of a game plan that you might have had. And now we all know clearly the game plan for the Steelers on offense has not worked well, particularly in the first half of games, particularly in the second half of the season. But folks, believe you this. When you're sitting there screaming, why don't they just do that the entire game? Trust me, that's a conversation that they've had. It's not like they haven't thought of that either. It doesn't work. Again, unless you're Chip Kelly's organ and you are built to play that way 24-7 and that's how you practice and that's how you draft or recruit or whatever, it's just not realistic. We got to get rid of that. And, and the final thing, Chris, mm -hmm. people don't want to hear this either. Big part of why the Steelers have been able to have success and had that 75-yard drive last night that just blew Chris Collinsworth's mind. Mm -hmm. It's because a lot of times at these points, the Steelers are down three or four scores yep. and their opponents are playing prevent defense and Ben can pick them apart like that. That's what happened last night. Ben Roethlisberger didn't suddenly turn into Billy Walsh and become the best offensive play caller of all time. Mm -hmm. No, it was what? 35 to seven at that point, And the chiefs were just sitting back. Like, let's just be a little realistic here. It's, and, and it's the same thing with the Browns game. When you look at how they, how they started to surge back there, it's the same yes. thing with the Jaguars game back then. Heck, it was the same thing when you saw them start to move the ball against the Bengals and the Chiefs earlier this season, when those situations happened, it, it's been a common occurrence, uh, you know, and, and it's something that I've said for years that, you know, those stats don't mean as much, you know, I, I, I look yeah. at what did you do when you had a chance to tie the game or take the lead? Did yes. you lead the drive then? Because then that tells that tells me something. But again, this is more so about Matt Canada. This is about the offensive coordinator position, and there's no doubt that it was not a good year for the offense. And as a coordinator, <laughs> that, that 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 falls on his head, and that is certainly something to consider. But should he be fired? I want to talk to you about that a little bit more because I think that there's more of a nuance than just a simple, yeah, get that guy out of here. He's sure. stinked that needs to be explored in this conversation. We'll do that in a minute. But first, I got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. Of course, 
BetOnline.ag. They've always been been our, been our place that we've loved to talk to you guys about when it comes when it comes to bet, putting your bets down. You know, taking advantage of the NFL playoffs when you get top matchups. You go to BetOnline.ag. They give you all the betting odds that you that, that you can ask for. BetOnline remains your number one spot for the best sports wagering action of all 2022 with the new year and the new updated website and desktop. You can check out right now with BetOnline.ag and get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up today. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, to get your uh, uh, 50% welcome bonus when you go to sign up at BetOnline.ag. From football to basketball to hockey to boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. At BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. And BetOnline, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wes Euler. We're talking offensive coordinator things, and of course, that's Matt Canada. Um, and, and, and again, Wes, you know, no one's trying to, trying to you know, cape for Matt Canada when, when we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger shouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have done what, wouldn't have done much with, you know, if he was in no huddles. It's not like trying to say, oh, Matt Canada was saving him. It's just like, it was bad. I mean, the Steelers, they, they were 21st in point score, 23rd in yards overall. Um, they were fourth in passing attempts, but fifth in, in passing yards, 16th in passing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. um, and rushing wise, they had the 29th, they had the 28th uh, fewest rushing attempt but and 29th fewest rushing yards um you know they, 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 they just everything everything just, what just wasn't good um but being i, I want i want these conversations to be more one-sided than just get matt canada out of here because that's the easy thing that everyone can say and i i even think sure. i I'll, sure. I'll start this off by saying i don't think the steelers would be wrong to let him go and just say we're going to try something new here because this didn't work we're going a completely different direction we're probably going to overhaul the offensive line i would get that yeah but you gotta be fair like i, I always think it's be, being fair to, to show both sides of this and for matt canada you came into this this year thinking, hoping, okay, maybe this young offensive line will come together. They never really did. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger will you'll will find some of that magic. He really he really didn't. Maybe the receiver will take a step forward. Deontay Johnson did for the first ten weeks, and then he fell right back. And yeah. Chase Claypool didn't take a step forward, so they were they were let down. The two real things that you could hold on to that you were like thumbs up for this offense was Najee Harris as a player and Pat Frymuth as a player. Those two guys balled all season long. Anytime you got him the ball, they were they were making things happen. Najee Harris finished with the fourth most rushing yards in the NFL, despite being on one of the worst rushing offenses in the NFL and not having a, a yeah. really powerful offensive line. If you're Matt Canada, you have to be sitting there saying, "What was I supposed to do?" You know, you got guys dropping passes. Sure. You got a quarterback that can't get the ball, you know, 30, 40 yards downfield. You, you know, you have an offensive line that's giving up pressure on an immobile quarterback and also not being a stout run blocking unit. And, and that those are all fair things here. But is that enough to say he deserves a second shot? And is he even about deserve Wes? Is it about should he get another shot? Yeah. Right. And and that's I like how you ask that. That's that's a good way to put it. Does he deserve another shot? Probably not. Should he? Maybe. And I mean, you know, again, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be clear with this. I'm just as displeased with, with Matt Canada this season mm -hmm. as the rest of you. I, mm -hmm. I do by no means want to sound like an apologist here. I am though of the school of thought of, man, I really don't like, I don't care what the sport is. I don't care if you're talking head coach, assistant coach, coordinator, position coach, whatever. 
I, I never like firing somebody after one year. You yeah. know, it, it it just it seems knee jerk. It seems panicky. It seems very Cleveland Browns esque. You know, yeah. and, and and just spinning your wheels and getting nowhere. Um, but man, it's it, it it's tough to come up with a list of reasons why you would want Matt Canada back. I, I think it would just be the benefit of the doubt stuff, right? You know, he he needs a more mobile quarterback for his offense, and we know Ben just wasn't that at 39 years old. You know, he's he's not 29 anymore when when he was moving around in the pocket like he used to. Um, you could talk about the offensive line, all these things, and 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 those are valid. Um, but man, there was just Chris, there there was no signs of any fingerprints from Matt Canada on this offense throughout the season. You know, as as right. we went as we went along, it would be one thing if we said, hey, you know what, for the first eight games, nine games, 10 games of the year, they really struggled at this. But by the time we got to November, by the time we got to December, that thing start- was gone. That thing was gone. They were doing that better. We we talked at nauseum for the first five, six weeks of the season. What's the identity of this offense? You and I laughed because Ben was getting asked about that. Najee was getting asked about that. And their answer was, oh, well, you know, we're going to keep working hard. We're going to find a way to get it done. We're not quitting. And it's like, hey, guys, that's great, but those are mentalities. Those aren't identities. They never found anything. They never found their bread and butter, right, their meat and potatoes, something that they did well that they could hang their hat on where you knew they'd be able to have some success every single week. I can't really point to anybody on this offense, again, other than the two that you just mentioned, Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth, and say, yeah, they really improved. Yeah, they really got better. I, I thought I thought Dan Moore a little bit throughout the course of the season, maybe too. I will but again, say he cleaned up. But but again, I don't even know if that's a fair thing conversation to have with rookies. <clears throat> like they're rookies, they should get better throughout the course of an NFL season right. as the game slows right. down around them and they get more comfortable with what they're being asked to do. Chris, this is very intriguing to me. This I think is maybe the first big domino that I want to see, and that I'm sure you know Mike Tomlin will will be asked about this. I'm sure and we'll address this, um, you know, in 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 today and his his, his afternoon availability. Um, but it's it's very unsteelers like to fire a coordinator to fire a coach, right? I mean, normally they, if anything, they do the Randy Feetner thing, they do the Joey Porter thing, and they just let your contract expire and they say thank you for your service. We'll be seeing you. They don't fire coaches. They don't fire coordinators very often. But this feels like, you know, we know that the Steelers over the last few years have done business untraditionally, trading a first-round pick from Minka Fitzpatrick, going up to get Devin Bush, being more active mm-hmm. in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, listen, if it was my decision to make, I think I would part ways with Matt Canada. And this is a different conversation, but to, it just feels like we know Mike Tomlin can be a great CEO. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when he's been at his best as the Steelers head coach has been when he's really trusted his offensive and defensive coordinators and he gets to kind of handle everything else, that hasn't been the case for a while. You know, I know him and Keith Butler have a long relationship and they've worked together for a while and they're on the same page. But Mike Tom is still very involved with that defense. You know, you you got to have coordinators that you trust and you can truly be a CEO. Again, that's, that's a different, more in-depth conversation. I don't want to get away from the Matt Canada question that you asked me. Um, I don't think he deserves... Another year, but I but I also know how the Steelers operate. It would not surprise me if if, if they do give him another shot. It, that that's where I'm at. Is that is that I do think that they might consider that absolutely because, like you said, they don't just jump ship on and guys. They don't real just, quick they, too. They, mm-hmm. We don't know. It, it's possible too. You know, he was the quarterback coach last year. It's it's we don't know the relationship that him and Mason have. Maybe right. him and maybe him and Mason are on the same page. Maybe there's something there, and that leads to him coming back for at least one more year. That's just another possible wrinkle. 
Um, but yeah, it's man, it's intriguing. It, it certainly is. And I, and I also think that when you're talking about Matt Canada and what he, what he brought to the table this year, like you said, there was no one thing you could hang your hat on for this offense. There wasn't an offensive line that was, that was doing really well. There wasn't a run game, a pass game, a short passing game, a trick play, a jet sweep like Matt Canada, when he was at Pitt and the excitement that he brought with that, the jet sweep was unstoppable. Yes. Like it just, it confused Quadri Henderson, right? Yes. Yeah. Quadri, like he was on fire. Yeah, he was just lighting, lighting people up. Look at you remembering your pit players it's like you're a fan um but uh i had to i had to i couldn't no that was good for those of you for those of you that aren't watching on youtube i just threw up in a trash can and, and, and with a west virginia banner on his wall so <laughs> i just i just said the absolute like the the wrong words to to let's see uh but but point being back to canada you know he, there were things that you pointed at that you could point at and with, with most quarters like, hey, this thing was done very well. This was organized. This was successful. Now, again, how much of this goes into just the limitations of this offense? You didn't have a mobile quarterback. You didn't have a very That's accurate you yeah. didn't have a very accurate quarterback. Um, you had a gutsy quarterback. You know, Ben Brothersberger brought that same I will go in and fight. Type, type of attitude that you absolutely had, which is why you saw so many times late in games that he was still fighting, yeah. you know, giving the team op opportunities, even though throughout he wasn't playing a really good game. He was giving you, he was a gamer. He was giving you a strong finish in, in, in the, in the big moments. He was able to, to, to pull it together. Yeah. Right. And, and just, and stay cool. And I think Tom put it the best way is yeah. that he's always the same in high pressure situations. That's and it's true. And, and when other players make mistakes, cause when that, when, when you're, when you realize like we only have about two more plays, we only have two more minutes. All I gotta do is this. And you start to forget your basics. You start to lose focus on the keys that you practiced on all week. It's why it's so important. People talk about pressure and all those type of things. Yeah. yeah. He's handled that so well for most of his career. And so in those moments he does handle it and, and that he handles well. But it's tough to do that for an entire game when you're actually going up and, and doing that. And you can't – the Steelers just can't have that. And you had that. You had the inexperienced young offensive line that never grew. Yeah. Um, you know, like we said, the receivers that, that, did, that didn't play great this season. You know, as an offensive coordinator, you'd be like, well, what did you want me to do? And that's why I say I'm not all on – I'm not all aboard the fire Matt Canada train. I am saying if if, if, if it goes that way – I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, dang it, they let that yeah. good one go. I'm not right. I'm not here saying that. But I am saying that there there might be a, some, a situation where like I've watched plenty of all 22 tape this season. And in every game, people are like, well, why aren't they throwing ball the ball down in the middle field? These are this is the dumbest route concept that I've ever seen Matt Canada call. And then you find Juju Smith-Schuster in this game <laughs> open wide over the middle. You'll find yes. Chase Claypool on a slant. Yes. And you're like, why wasn't the ball thrown there? Yes. If it was thrown there, this play does work. Pat Frymuth open over here. And it comes down to, you know what, Ben just didn't see a guy. And, again, does the coordinator need to pull that out of his quarterback? Yes. Now, I think it's it's tough for the first-year uh, offensive coordinator in the NFL to tell that to the 18-year quarterback. Right, right. Um, you know, Who's is, making 10 times as much money as he is and, and is going to Canton in a couple years. Yeah, Exactly. Whereas, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, you, you, the Steelers needed Todd Haley to get through to him. And he said, listen, and he could say, listen, you listen, you, you kid, I'm an, I've been an NFL head coach. I've coached against you. Yeah. I'm here. I've been around longer than you. You're going to listen to what I say. And you're going to short, you're going to shorten up the time that you're sitting in the pocket trying to find people because we need to get the ball out your hand and you need to protect yourself. And he changed that about Ben. He got Ben's career to last longer. 
Canada don't got that juice. Now, maybe he'll have that juice with a Mason Rudolph, sure, with a rookie, sure. with a cheap, with a cheap veteran quarterback that doesn't have that have that kind of power. Maybe he will. And that if that's the Steelers' plans, maybe that's why they that maybe that's why they keep him. But I'm just I'm not all aboard the fire him and everything yeah. will be fine train that the way that some people are. We, we want I want I want to I was gonna talk some defense, but I'm not done talking offense. We gotta we got we're gonna make this an all offensive episode. We'll talk a bit more about the defense uh on tomorrow's episode, but we will we'll keep this going. But first I gotta talk to you guys about TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax live experts, that that's what makes things interesting. Life changes are exciting, and they usually have tax implications. Maybe you were a full-time employee who decided to freelance, and now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving rideshare for your 9-to-5 job. Or maybe you're, you work in one state but live in another, or you need help reporting your income. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicated to answering all of your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. And you talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your house. Whether you got married, had kids, or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it. TurboTax Live. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Wes Euler. We're going to keep it on the offense. I had some plans to talk about Keith Butler. I'll let Tony do that because that's his favorite coordinator of all time. <laughs> um, but uh, we're hoping to have on Tony Serino for Wednesday. He was we just we flipped we flipped Tony Tuesday and Wes Wednesday. We're just yeah you we, know. We, we 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 did that. But you know, I, I was like Tony's traveling. I ain't going to bug him. He's got he's trying to get nice back to KC. He was freezing his butt off Sunday night too in KC. So you know, I I I wasn't going to try to put that put that on him to to have to carry. Uh, but you know, we'll see if we can get Tony on tomorrow. But Wes, I want to get back to you about this offensive situation. When you look at what the Steelers need to be moving forward, this team's the bulk of its stars of its talent is on defense. Mika Fitzpatrick is still one of the best safeties in football, maybe the best safety in football. TJ Watt is the best edge rusher in football. Cam Hayward is, you know, the 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 the, the second best interior defensive lineman to uh mm-hmm. to, to to Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. And you you look at that, that's real talent there. And you're getting Stephon to it back. You're hoping Devin Bush can get back to where he was two years ago before his injury after what happened this season. Um and you'll have money to go get a number one corner whether you want to replace Joe Hayden, bring back Joe Hayden, bring back Akella Witherspoon. You'll you'll have options there and you have a growing Alex Highsmith who I think is look is looking good. They have a core there to work with. Yeah. So yeah. So offensively you're thinking what should be the identity of the team? If you have a great defensive team, if you have if you have that many stars, one would think you would want an offense kind of like how the Titans have an offense, kind of yes. like how the Niners have an offense. Yes. Run the ball, punish people, and have a quarterback who could take advantage when teams play the run way too hard. Is that where you think the Steelers should go, or should they right now – Think about how are we going to get a quarterback in here in Pittsburgh again so that we're not going through another 20 years looking for yeah. the next franchise guy? Oh, man. That's the, you know, along with the Matt Canada conversation, that is, that's the granddaddy, right, is is the quarterback conversation. Mm-hmm. I Chris, I, here's what I'll say right off the top. 
I, I, I'm not as, as much as in theory, I would love it if Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson was the quarterback of the Steelers next year. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and opine for that. I'm just not because I can't honestly look at this team and say, oh yeah, they're a quarterback away. They're not. I agree. You know, the, 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 the house, you know, we all know Mike Tomlin. If he's got red paint, he likes to paint the barn red. If he's got yellow paint, he likes to paint the barn yellow. Sometimes, though, you can't just slap a coat of paint over your problems. Sometimes you got to go to the foundation. You got to fix the cracks. You've got to do some real structural work to, mm -hmm. to your house, right? That's, I think, where the Steelers are at right now. Um, and, and I know this team wants to contend every single year. And I'm not even saying, Chris, that you have to go into the tank and you have to start losing games and, and, and things like that. But I just think if you gave up what would what it would take to get a Russell Wilson or to pay an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, someone like that, you're, you're just going to be slapping duct tape over a lot of your other problems uh, around the house. To me, Chris, I, I think you I think you're right. You, you have to start with rebuilding the offensive line. You know you've got a special talent in Najee Harris. And maybe it's a one-year thing where you, you bring in some type of veteran. You know, the the Marcus Mariota type, right. the, the the Teddy Bridgewater type, um, to compete with a Mason Rudolph. Maybe it it, it ends up that there's in the first round. I don't think it's gonna happen in the first round because I think the the pickets and the and the corals will probably be gone by that point. But maybe you get a Malik Willis. Maybe I don't agree with this. I know you're more of an ACC guy than me, but we know <laughs> that it, it appears that the Steelers like Sam Howell. They've at least done a lot of due diligence yeah, on him. And, I'm, not, and been, I'm not a Sam Howell guy. Me either. me either. Been, but they've been down to Chapel Hill a few times. Maybe you end up getting him in the second round or something like that, and you take a flyer on a guy like that. But I just as much as I know you and your pit brethren, you know, would love to have Kenny Pickett here in Pittsburgh. If you got to trade up for something like that, I, I just, man, I, I, I don't think that they're that close. Yeah. I don't think you can just plug a young quarterback in here or plug a, a, a you know, a, a, a tier one veteran quarterback like Wilson or Rogers and just keep this thing humming. Because like you said, the studs are there on defense. TJ Watt, I mean, you know, barring something unforeseen is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Cam Hayward has a really good case right now. He stacks another solid year or two. Cam Hayward's going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick has started out his career very solid. He's got that potential as well, too. But you need some reinforcements on the defensive line. You yep. need some reinforcements in the secondary. And even if Devin Bush does round back into what we saw, you still need to address some of those off-ball linebackers you know, unless maybe Buddy Johnson really emerges. I think the time is now for the Steelers to go open-minded into this offseason, into this draft, not saying, because it was clear last year, right? The Steelers had a mantra, and that was, we got to help the offense. You know, we got to sign Trey Turner, first couple picks on, on you know, what, first four picks, all on offense. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to bring in the running back, even though seven years from now he might not be on the team. You know, we we need that that juice, that jump right now. And that made sense when you were running everything back from last year. But I think now you go in with your just clear priority is to just rebuild and reinforce the trenches. On both sides of the football, you you bring in some guys uh, in free agency. You you address it in the draft in true kind of best player available scenarios. I, I, I really think, Chris, that it's going to be Mason Rudolph and a veteran quarterback and I, I, I just also think, too, you know, I, I know you've heard this. You're involved with the Tuesday press conferences with Mike yep. Tomlin. Yep. 
He's said a few times, and he's hinted it a few times, and Joe Glazer said it. And if you know anything, Joe Glazer and Mike Tomlin are buddies, all right? Mm-hmm. They they go out to dinner in Latrobe at training camp every year. Jay Glazer, might, Jay Glazer does. I mean, we've seen they it. Might, we've seen they it. Might, yeah, Chris and I might have been sitting next yeah. to them at the bar while they were kicking back some vino a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. When Jay Glazer says something about the Steelers or about Mike Tomlin, I believe it because he's friends with Mike Tomlin, like legitimate friends with Mike Tomlin. He said multiple times as well, too, Steelers have no interest in bringing in a rookie quarterback. I, I believe that. I think they'll I think they'll see what they can do for one year. They'll have a lot of cap space. They'll kind of reassess things. They'll start to rebuild. And then maybe next year is when you trade up and you go get your quarterback. Or maybe next year you're drafting 11th, like you did for one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger Sr., mm-hmm. and, and, and you're in that range where you can get a quarterback. The Steelers are going to be picking 20th. And just eh, the New Orleans Saints, two spots in front of them. I don't see Kenny. I don't see Kenny Pickett getting past eighteen at the Saints at the latest. Um, It just this doesn't feel like the year for the Steelers to give up capital to go get a quarterback, to give up big money to go sign a quarterback. When when you have so many other issues, you have so many other cracks in that foundation. I'm right with you, actually. And and one thing I think is important to look back at, you talked about when they got ben, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger in the first round with the 11th senior. overall pick of the senior. It's senior, I forgot. That's right. He's because he has a junior. Um, but when uh, when they did that, they had a defensive line. They had oh an gosh, offensive yeah. line. They had they had they had play. They had playmakers on offense. They had. You know, they just had go, how, how many future Hall of Famers were on that team already when, when they drafted Ben? Ooh, I mean, Fanica, Fanica, and Bussy. That's two on offense. Yep. Palomalu. Um, Palomalu. Yep. yep. And then, man, so they had three Hall of Famers, two mm-hmm. on offense, and they had a handful of Hall of Really Gooders. I mean, Heinz Ward's, Hines yeah, Ward's Hines in the Ward, Hall of Really Good. James Heath Ferrier. Miller. Heath Miller's in the Heath, Hall of Really well, no, Good. He, like he, Heath Miller was drafted Ben's second year. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's right. Yep. Um, but, but 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 yeah, you're, being, the, the, there was a foundation. The, there was there was a lot of talent on that team. They just needed the quarterback. I I don't think we look at that. Even with all the praises that I just sung about TJ and Cam and Minka, I still don't think you can look at it the same. There there's there's a real imbalance there between how talented those three guys are, the young guys that we have faith in, like Najee, like Pat, like Dan Moore Jr. But man, there's not much middle class there for this team right now. That's that's what they have to rebuild. They're like America, Chris. We gotta rebuild the middle class. <laughs> Look at you getting political. Uh, but but I agree with you. That's that's my take on this. If you go and get a young quarterback that is a, and and you trade up to get him. Now here's here's my other thing about this. I would not be against if Kenny Pickett or the guy like say I'm not a big Sam Howell guy, but. If a Malik Willis, a Carson Strong, yeah. a Sam Howell is available in like the middle, like second or third rounds. Take and him. I'm like, you know what? And if and if and if the offensive lineman you really liked is isn't there, and the linebackers, if there's, you know what is if he's legitimately a guy that's on your board, take him there, and yes. then you'll have a vet Mason Rudolph and that rookie to work with next year, and then you just see what happens. And but you make sure that you still invest a lot into the offensive line. But if you if you like you said, if you trade to get a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, a Derek Carr, whoever, you're giving up at least a first round pick. You're giving up major capital in your salary cap space, and it's not going to allow you to build. Build, rebuild that foundation, that yeah. middle class. I think that's a great way to put it. I'm gonna start using that in all my shows. Um, but that that middle class of of the Steelers to help to say, hey, you know, here's our superstars, here's our supporters behind them, and here's the guys that are learning to be like those guys or or or, or ascend into that superstardom. That's where I think the Steelers have to go here, and that applies to the offense. And that's why I again back to Matt Canada. You have to wonder. 
would it make sense if you're instituting this new wave of offense, this new style that you want him to coordinate it? Yeah. Or do yeah. you want to just go get a whole new person who says, hey, I'm I'm here. This is this is my job now. You kids are going to listen to me. I'm yeah. a coach and, and we're going to call this game the way I want to call it. And they, and, and get, set that new tone, you know, oh, or do buddy. you say, or do you say Matt Canada has had these things drawn up that if we had a more, a, more, a slightly athletic quarterback, these things could actually work. Those are the questions that the Steelers are going to have for them. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Let us know in the comment section of the YouTube video. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, what you think, Wes, it's been a pleasure to have you as always, my friend, we look forward to having you all throughout the off season as well. Let people, they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Yeah. Hey, Steelers fans. I, most intriguing offseason since since Bill Cower retired in 2007 and you had to hire mm, yes. a new coach. Um, you're going to have a new quarterback. In, in all likelihood, you're going to have a new general manager. You know, the holy trinity of NFL organizations is GM, head coach, quarterback. You haven't had to replace any of those guys for 15 years. Now you're going to have to replace two out of three in the same offseason. And where better to talk about it other than the Locked on Steelers podcast and with <laughs> Arthur Motes and I at noon on Steelers Nation Radio. That's where you can find Woo! me. Uh, on Twitter at Wesley Euler. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the the handle there. I, I tweet about all the shows and everything that Moats and I do. Uh, we'll be three days a week throughout the off season. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon on SNR. You can get us on your iHeart app or website. You can get us on the Steelers app or website. You can get the podcast uploaded every day of the show, commercial free on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be breaking it all down. Our buddy Chris Carter is going to join us once a week. Um, and again, too, for you for you crossover uh, Steelers WVU fans, I, uh, I host the Ears and Beers uh, WVU podcast with our buddy Adam Crowley as well, too. So you can uh, scratch your Mountaineer itch if you want to find me there as well. Do, do check out Wes. He does amazing work um, on all levels. So and, we, and that's why we love to have him on this show because he's an awesome guy. Um, Wes, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us, uh, listeners and viewers. We appreciate everyone who checks us out. Remember, you can watch this show on YouTube. Like this like this video if you're watching it. Subscribe to the channel for more content like it. Uh, you can listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey if you're out there. And if you want to help us out more, give us a five-star review on, on Apple Podcasts, and it really helps us out. And when you do, and you give us a, co a comment with a five-star review attached to it, that gets you a, a shout-out at the end of the show. Just like See Me, who leaves a five-star review, says, Excellent content. Love listening to Chris Carter from here in southern Indiana. He has such energy and is always quite knowledgeable. Chris is always has always good things to point out and interesting guests. Keep it coming, and here we go, Steelers. Thank you, See, See Me. We really appreciate your five-star review. We have another one that's coming tomorrow with another five-star review. If you want yours read on the show, please leave it in the in the, on apple podcast that's it what we have here on the locked on steelers podcast and chris carter we have wesley euler today we're hoping to have tony serena tomorrow if not we will still we will still be having a, a show talking about what mike tomlin's end of the year addresses was what it was like and uh what you know looking more at what do the steelers need to do we'll also start looking at what's going to happen in the nfl playoffs because there's still a lot of intriguing things that could play out this season and lead to the storylines of what the steelers will have to compete with in the coming years Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 
96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.